welcome to the podcast. This is Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Kiss Means Means Forever. This is the podcast that is the beautiful, sun-soaked loveliness of vacation and the terrible lobster, oh my god, I can't wear a bra sunburn that you have in all of your made-for-TV romances, the kind that you find on Hallmark, Netflix, Up TV, and various other places that you can watch these things. Yes, uh, for a second there, I thought you were going to go with like, She's his lobster, but I liked your version better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into my um my uh I couldn't wear a bra sunburn story later, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Um before we get into it though, um I feel like we should say thank you so much for joining us for Christmas in July and thank you so much for joining us now in our regularly scheduled podcasts. But if you need more Christmas, in your life. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but we did a guest spot on the Hallmarkies podcast um, a few weeks ago, talking about our top three favorite Hallmark Christmas films, um, which was really, really super exciting. So thank you. Big shout out to Hallmarkies podcast. And you can watch you can watch that on their YouTube channel and listen to it on their podcast. Yeah. And I believe they're at Hallmarkies pod on all the yes. social media's stuff that there is. follow them yeah and then also follow us yeah and and rate and review us and like us and and interact <laughs> all right well we're starting with the end first why not just in yeah. case you don't get yeah. through it <laughs> exactly exactly so uh before we get into this i'm popping my can of uh drink here because um whew, this movie <laughs> We're doing a lot of those, I guess. I, I know. My, my sel- we're, we're doing the seltzer game this summer. Uh, yeah. Hard seltzers. Well, seltzer, is, sel- seltzer is a, it's cooling. It's refreshing. It is. And I also oh. feel like it's a, a better choice for me during quarantine. Otherwise, I would be going through too much wine. There's a shit ton of sugar in that. <laughs> it, it tastes sort of like. Spark like sparkling juice. Not no. Yeah, not no. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Cheers to you, Hannah. <laughs> I I made a I made a rash decision, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have today? Alright, so today we're gonna talk about a movie that originally aired on September fifth, twenty seventeen. On Up TV, which, I mean, I guess people watch Up TV. I, like, I don't understand this channel at all. Um, but it also appears on Hallmark Movies Now, so that's where we watched it. And I guess we're just going to get into it. This is Love's Last Resort. <laughs> also, I can sing the theme song, I'm pretty sure, uh, that happens in this movie. Yep. Um, whew. Anyway. We'll get into it. So this is what Hallmark Channel or Hallmark Movies Now has to say about it. It's nice and short and sweet. So a few months after dumping her boyfriend, Eric, Chloe takes a vacation only to find him at the same resort getting married. And it stars Alex Angelis, who is not Angel from Buffy. It just happens to be her last name. (laughs) And 
I mean, maybe we should just call her Alex Angel from Buffy, but whatever. Um, Jesse Hutch, Thomas Bedouin, which is how we're now pronouncing his name, per Katie. We love Thomas Bedouin. <laughs> um, and maybe not starring, but also appearing in this movie, and it's important to point out, are Ellen Green and Alan Thicke. <laughs> so, uh, star-studded cast here. Yes. <laughs> More like a bedazzled cast. Mm, mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Uh, this is what Love's Last Resort is about. So, Bobo Jennifer Connolly, a.k.a. Alex Angelis, they look exactly the like. Um, she plays Chloe, and she is a surgeon in Phoenix, my hometown. Uh, she has been with her boyfriend, Eric, who is essentially a man-child obsessed with this 1980s sitcom called Last Resort. Um, they've been together for 10 years. 10 years. Wow. She's hoping that their anniversary will finally get a proposal out of him, but when he basically forgets the anniversary altogether, she decides it's time to walk away, and she asks him to grow up before coming after her, essentially saying, call me when you grow up. So not a breakup, but uh, call me when you figure shit out. Yeah, it's one of those, like, it's almost one of those things where... I, I don't know how much I've ever seen it in real life, but in movies and television, it happens all the time where it's like one person thinks it's a breakup and the other one is like, no, we were on <laughs> I was a just break. Waiting for you. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, cut to six months later and Eric finally calls Chloe uh, and he took her words to heart, which is great, uh, and turned his obsession with the last resort into a book and he's getting married to, you know, not Chloe. Next week. Oh my gosh. Eek. So, uh, heartbroken, Chloe takes up her friend-slash-patient-slash-mother-figure's offer to go on vacation and get out of town. So off they go to the Wigwam Resort, where this friend, Bonnie, played by Ellen Green, knows the manager. That's why they go there. But, wouldn't you know... Eric is getting married at the wigwam because it was used as the set for The Last Resort. Wow. But when Chloe realizes what's happening, Bonnie won't let her leave. Um, So what should Chloe do? Well, in true my ex has moved on but I haven't fashion, Chloe decides to spy on their private dinner, which kind of ends up being a good thing because Eric's fiance Alyssa, ends up going into anaphylactic shock during the dinner and needs immediate medical assistance. Um, so Chloe comes to her rescue, but they're kind of like, uh, Chloe, what are you doing here? And she's at a loss to explain why she's at the resort. So the manager, Hunter, played by Thomas Bedouin, Uh, He steps in and saves her. He pretends that he is Chloe's boyfriend, and Chloe happens to also work at the resort as a medical assistant. So Chloe's crazy stalker appearance is covered for now. So Eric and Alyssa buy Hunter's bogus story, and they invite Hunter and Chloe for a double date. Yay, I guess? Um, And when Chloe asks why he covers for her... Hunter explains that he actually really does want her to work as a medical assistant while she's there, which means she basically has to man the resort's medical clinic desk on occasion and, like, walk around reminding people to put on sunscreen. So, not too bad, but also she has to put the scrubs on again. (laughs) Um, 
And the two of them need to spend some time together, at the very least, in order to get their, like, boyfriend-girlfriend stories straight. Because, you know, you gotta, gotta explain how they met and why they're together. They have to be on the same page. But um, Chloe is not really sure that she is or can get over Eric. Um, There's a point when she goes to talk to him and she inadvertently triggers some penis measuring, which translate into Eric basically ruining this, like, children's rock climbing contest because he's jealous of Hunter. Later on their double date, both Chloe and Eric are uncomfortable with the fact that they're on a date with each other, but they're not. Um, But it is also now very clear that Alyssa and Eric are perfect for each other. Turns out that Alyssa is also a huge fan of The Last Resort. They are perfect, but Hunter seems to be the only person that sees that. Chloe is still not having it, obviously. So after the dinner date, Chloe and Hunter spend a little bit more time together, uh, which leads to a little bit of a makeout session. What? They kiss? What? They do. Um, so the next morning, Hunter decides to like keep their attraction vibe going, and he shows Chloe all the fun the resort has to offer. So they like have breakfast and hang out and play on the water slides all day. Um, but Eric sees Chloe moving on and is having trouble with it, so he starts to lose his shit and doubt whether he should marry Alyssa. Yeah. So Alyssa, meanwhile, um, decides to ask Chloe for help in figuring out Eric's tastes. You know, that seems to be what happens when you've only known him for a month or so or several months. Um, I feel like we should also note that um, Alyssa's parents aren't really there, so it's unclear whether or not she Mm -mm. has anybody at this wedding besides Chloe. (laughs) Yeah, where are her friends? Yeah, we don't, there are no friends. There are no guests at this wedding at at this point. It's just them. (laughs) Um, so anyway, anyway, um, Chloe decides to help Alyssa determine the taste for Eric's wedding. Um, but, you know, note to everyone out there, the groom should always be involved in the wedding planning. But Chloe sees this as her shot to basically kind of sabotage this in a little bit of a sneaky way. She basically tells Alyssa that Eric is going to hate the wedding that she planned. It's too extravagant, et cetera, et cetera. And Alyssa is distraught. Um, So she goes to talk to Eric about everything, but Eric is still having those major doubts about their relationship, and they call the wedding off. So when Hunter learns of the wedding cancellation, he blames it on Chloe, which is not 100% fair, but she definitely deserves at least some of the blame. Yeah. Um, And the wedding planner... I'm sorry, event coordinator also calls Chloe on being the reason that the two are not getting married. So realizing that she's made a huge mistake, Chloe decides to figure out how to get Eric and Alyssa back together. And she basically replans their entire wedding overnight. And with the help of the wedding planner and Eric's mom, get Eric and Alyssa to see what she's done. She like tricks them into coming to their own wedding. <laughs> she she truly lucked out that uh, Alyssa was having a pity party in her wedding dress. That's true. <laughs> um, and the two are almost convinced to actually get married. Um, so Chloe is able to kind of like nudge them that final step by surprising them with Alan Thicke, who is the star of The Last Resort, to be their officiant. <laughs> 
wedding is wonderful. Of course, with Alan Thick there. And Eric and Alyssa are super happy. And so is Chloe, knowing that she ended up doing the right thing. And since he wants Chloe to stick around, Hunter offers her the head doctor position at the clinic. She's not entirely sure because she does have patients back in Phoenix, uh, but she also says she has a lot of vacation days to use up, and he has a lot of patience so he can wait for her. (laughs) (laughs) And so they kiss, and since one kiss means forever, we have faith that Hunter and Chloe will work out an arrangement that works for them, even if it's a last resort. So that is that movie. Um, that is the synopsis. But listeners to the podcast know that we have lots to say about things. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, do we? Oh, do we? So the first thing, um, um, if you don't mind me jumping right in, go for it. Um. I should note uh, that this movie was filmed and took place in Arizona, which is my home state. Uh, Phoenix is my hometown. And this movie was filmed in Phoenix and like surrounding sort of areas. Um, in th- I know this for sure because you see some pretty great landmarks in downtown Phoenix sort of around in the shot. Um, th- there's a Hyatt that has this revolving restaurant on top called the Compass Room, and you can see that in like the shots in the in the hospital and so like that's pretty cool for me because i'm like yay i've been there but anyway um (laughs) but the thing about this resort is putting aside the storytelling device that this is probably really far away bonnie has the connection at the wigwam whatever so they can't really leave in real life geography the wigwam is like 20 miles away from downtown Phoenix or maybe more like 30 whatever because I did it from my old address (laughs) 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 but any it's it's like a half hour drive maybe like 40 minute drive from downtown Phoenix where this 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 (laughs) hospital technically is to Litchfield Park where the actual real life wigwam exists um I know the I know the name is really problematic. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's actually called the Wigwam and oh. But to be fair, it was like made a hundred years ago and with from out of towners. And while I was growing up, Phoenix had a like had a mountain that was called Squaw Peak. Um, so that's sort of what we're dealing with (laughs) historically. They're changing it. Things are changing. We're we're trying to uh it's a a slow, slow push to uh, integration. Yeah, and, uh, and, and correctness. And yeah, there's and, uh, obviously we have a long way yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wanted to sort of talk about that connection with, with my hometown. I've never been there. Well, and there are better resorts in Scottsdale. <laughs> so if she had just gone east and not west, she would have been a lot happier. <laughs> yeah. Though she would never have met Hunter. Oh, that's she true. Um. So, but speaking of location, the fact that Chloe and Eric had never been to the wigwam is baffling to me as like just a concept because even putting aside that like it's a 40 minute drive from where they were living in the real world, 
let's pretend it was really far away, which I just, I, I have so much trouble doing that now <laughs> that I know that it was so close. I'm like, Ellen Green, you could have easily, like, Ellen Green won't let Chloe leave because she says that she's her ride. And it's like, wait, but you could have just taken a cab? What? Like, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I just don't believe that as much of a super fan as Eric is, he has not made his girlfriend of 10 years do the drive however far it is to the wigwam because it's clearly driving distance because they do it. Absolutely. I, you have a really, really good point there. Like, Arizona is big. It's a huge-ass state. Like, it takes hours to drive a lot of places but if you if he is as big of a super fan as it is even if it's in the same state you make the trip <laughs> even if it's not in the same state you make the trip like if it like because literally all eric does during the time chloe and eric are together so for those 10 years as far as we can tell is uh they meet because he is in like an 80s cover band that covers the theme song for the sitcom yes they and then he writes a blog about the last resort and just rewatches it all the time. Like that's yep. it. That's all he's doing. I just don't believe that he doesn't know where the wigwam is, know that it's the set and like hasn't wanted to go. Like it, I just like every year, once a year for 10 years. Right. I like and the for the fact that neither of them had ever been there. And like he he obviously knew what it was, which is why he was getting married there. But, like, she walked in and was like, this looks familiar, but I don't know why. And it wasn't because she had been there. It was because she had seen it on television. And, like, right. that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so eloquent. Yes, it was dumb. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Um, but I think that speaks to... Eric has a carrot where it doesn't speak to anything. I'm really just trying to, uh, to make it better. <laughs> I don't know why we do this to ourselves, Hannah. Why we always are just like, well, let's think of it this way. It's like, no, obviously the people who wrote it didn't really think about it. And right, for they're... plot's sake, it has to be certain ways. Yes. Um, but I, I think with the same thing, like Eric, as far as we know, Eric doesn't really have a job. He only really watches TV, and I I find it hard to believe that a girl like Chloe, who is beautiful, like she looks just like Jennifer Connelly, she is a doctor. She's she's actively going through like med school and graduating, and like the you know relationship montage at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, I I have a hard time believing that like she would put up with somebody who is like this being such a go-getter herself unless she was just so busy with becoming a doctor she didn't pay attention and then like whatever bad on her too but also I would rather be single <laughs> I guess <laughs> I mean she does talk about how much like she he's my guy and like maybe he's not perfect but he's my guy like right at the beginning there but I spent the entirety of the movie being like but why does she want like at what point did she ever really like Eric? Like, what what about Eric does she like? I'm very unclear about it. And I, like, especially since we know how much nookie you get after hours in a hospital because of Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and prescription of love. 
Right. Right. It's like you you got to be with other hospital staff apparently cuz they're yeah. they're the only people you ever see. Um but yeah, it's just their relationship was one that I was like I don't I don't really understand. Like I I get they show their meeting and I actually understand their meeting. But what their meeting is such a like hookup it's not a 10-year relationship start. Yeah. It's a hookup start. So I just didn't understand. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm going to say I don't buy it. Five <laughs> years max. I don't yeah. buy it at all. <laughs> are you are you good? Can we jump into our next what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I would like to talk about Alyssa. <laughs> Specifically her um, when we first meet her. Uh, it's when she's having dinner with, or I guess not technically first meet her, but like we get a little bit more of her, um, when, during the, the special dinner that she's having with Eric and like their, their wedding guests who are a lot of people, but also like you never see them. And so we don't know who they are. You know, it's like they're there, but they're not there. Um, and it's the one where, uh, Chloe is, is eavesdropping. Um, so first of all, there's no set menu for this dinner. They're just ordering off the regular menu at the resort, which like feels a little weird, but okay. Not going to put up a thing about it. But then Alyssa says to the waiter that she is a vegetarian, um, but she is allergic to, I don't know if I've got all of them, but gluten, nuts, avocado, soy, and then white fish, <laughs> which it's like one of these things is not like the other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just sort of like, well, if you're a vegetarian, it doesn't matter if you're allergic to white fish because you're not eating white fish, you stupid lady. True. But just in um, case. But then also she's like deathly ill of these things. I was concerned about where she's getting her protein. I, I mean, purely because she can't have nuts, meat, avocado, or soy. So it's like... Maybe she can have beans and eggs, which are my favorite kinds of proteins anyway. I just... I mean, that's... She's got to be eating a lot of that to get enough protein. I mean, she's very skinny, but like, whoa. Um, <laughs> and then also, she goes into anaphylactic shock because she kisses Eric. And Eric has pesto and pesto has pine nuts yep now it just seems like the kind of thing that after you know let's say let's let's give them five months together sure so yeah he would have probably like i just feel like if this is somebody that you're truly in love with and know you want to like kiss you would just take pesto out of your diet most of the time and like save it for like meals where you're not with this person or something like that or you would like it would just yeah. almost become second nature to just not get that yeah and he seems surprised that like pesto has nuts in it which is just also one of those things where i feel like even if that's not something he knew ahead of time he would have it would have come up of like absolutely these are like, the absolutely. things you can't eat well i mean eric doesn't seem to be like the most like <laughs> it's not the conscientious person <laughs> 
But then, like, I'm, but then I'm, I'm kind of with you on this whole like restaurant thing with the private menu. It's like allergies are taken into account prior, mm-hmm. and most of the time, a chef wouldn't put those things on the table. Um, without yeah. like proper like I, I I used to work in a place where we had to know everything that was in a dish. We had to make sure that like it was it was communicated like three different ways, three different times that someone had an allergy, and if it got to the table, that was a really big fuck up. Like that was bad. Right, and it just it seems like such an odd, like almost like he doesn't know this woman at all, and maybe that's sort of the point. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like. I have changed my eating habits with certain people and that I am not in relationships with because it's just like you, it's just sort of like second nature. And like, I know people do that for me. Like I I know for a fact that people will often just be like, Oh, we're going to brunch in the before times. Um, But like (laughs) Hannah's coming. So we're not going to order bacon because she hates the smell of it. Like I've seen that happen. And that's for people that are not marrying me. (laughs) So for those of you who want to marry Hannah, no bacon. Ever. No bacon. No Ugh. bacon. <laughs> Although I will say, like, we're doing we're doing the thing where we deep dive into something that like doesn't really probably like have a second thought to the writers or whatever. But I will say something to the credit of this movie is that this is a good way of getting her into this world of, of Chloe not just being a stalker or not just making a decision to stay like forgetting Sarah Marshall which is basically this kind of same movie except yeah. they're not getting married um, he just decides to stay because just for the principle of it but yeah. having her go into anaphylactic shock and Hunter giving the giving the the um the excuse that she's he knowing she's a doctor that she's working here now I think it's a very clean way of, of getting the story into the place where it can really go even if it doesn't really make sense in the real world yes I think that's true I like I do really enjoy like when it's happening like she gets pushed out being like oh you're a doctor like go deal with this and like Eric almost like stops her to be like Chloe what are you doing here and she basically goes like not now doctor mode and like She's taking her Hippocratic oath very seriously. (laughs) Good job, Chloe. Yeah, she's a good doctor. We can say that for her. (laughs) Although I do feel really bad for her that she's, like, I feel like I forgot to write this as a Hallmark Hallmark, and it's just occurring to me based on some movies you and I have watched recently and this. Hallmark Hallmark. When you go on vacation, but you're you decide to do your job that you're on vacation from while you're there, is this because we watched that movie last night and that was yes. the entire premise of that movie? Exactly. Like th- there's this so bef- so when when Hunter and Chloe decide to go on that like day of fun when they're like going down water slides and they do karaoke and they dance and whatever. Um, when he asks her to kind of do that to get their boyfriend-girlfriend story straight, but they're having lots of fun, she's like, well, I have the day off tomorrow. And it's like, you have the day off always. (laughs) (laughs) This is not your real job. Right, this is vacation. (laughs) You don't have to do this. (laughs) Because basically what she does as a medical, I mean, it's a a step, a really step down, because she's a surgeon in in a hospital in Phoenix, and now she's a medical assistant, where the biggest medical emergency is is sunburn, they say. Mm -hmm. But I will say, 
that Arizona sunburns are real. <laughs> and going back to my, like, there was this one time when I was young, and I, I'm obsessive with, with putting on sunscreen. I always have been due to a trauma I had in my life concerning my sister and sunburns and watching it peel. Um, yeah. Um, I uh, When I was young, I had a really bad sunburn just somehow on my shoulders I don't know what happened but I couldn't wear a bra for like a week because it was so bad and it was so uncomfortable so all of you in the southwest or strong sun places wear that sunscreen yeah yeah just like that song says exactly oh we didn't talk about um how time works oh yes in this and also, I think we also need to talk about Bonnie for just a quick second okay. before we go right, into, so, into segments. All right. So let's let's do Bonnie quickly because yeah. um, I, I do love her. How can you not? Uh, because she is Ellen Green. So uh, she could have been anyone doing anything and I would have loved her. <laughs> for those of you who aren't sure who Ellen Green is, the only thing you need to know is she was Audrey forever and ever and ever. She will always be Audrey in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. That's true, but also I will say I I loved her and Susie Kuntz as the ants in Pushing Daisies. Oh, you know what? I've never seen Pushing Daisies. Oh my God, Katie, you would love it. You should. Really I am sure it. I would. Um, but yeah, so like, but I mean, it's basically like if Audrey grew up and never married Seymour and had a sister that she just lived and was kooky with. So <laughs> <laughs> if we're going off the movie plot. Yes. She doesn't die she in doesn't the jaws of Audrey too. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, but the oh. thing about Bonnie is I'm not entirely sure who she is in real life. Because yeah. she is yeah. a patient of Chloe's. And they and she, there's a line that says, uh, isn't it lucky for you that your surgeon is also your best friend? But you also see Bonnie hanging around the hospital when she's hypothetically better, like in civilian clothes, not scrubs or anything. So I'm not, right. not entirely sure what she is, really. Well, but also, like, the way it's talked about, like, because you, you first see Bonnie in, like, hospital, uh, a hospital gown in her bedside being like, ooh, tell me about the boy, kind of gossipy and that's where that line comes in so does that mean that she was friends with chloe prior to her being her surgeon um i think so because she knew that they had been together for 10 years and it was like the 10 year anniversary yeah but i i could make an argument that uh they had gotten close while bonnie was in the hospital and she'd learned all this info yeah but why is she in the hospital still after six months well, at the afterward, fully get it. But I, I could make an <laughs> argument that they had not met before she became her surgeon, but I don't I know. I suppose that's true. Um, you're right, Hannah. You're right. I, I, yeah, I just don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so I think that's a good way of putting it into how time works because six yeah. months go by um, between when Chloe breaks up with Eric and then Eric calls her and is like, uh, I wrote a book and I'm getting married. So six months is pretty quick to write a book, get a book deal, find out that you're in love with the publisher of that book, and then get married. So um, that's a lot. That's a lot to happen in six months. But, you know, yes, whatever. Is. Love is love. Love is um, love. But we also, once we get to the resort, 
there's some confusion about like how long days are and what happens in those days and like I'm jumping <laughs> ahead to the wedding because when Chloe when Chloe does the I'm fixing your wedding for you um she and they're not quite ready to go quite yet but she says look at what I did all of the guests are sitting in in their chairs and so yes. like Eric isn't ready uh, Alyssa is in her dress because she's having a cute little pity party at least I got to wear you once kind of thing yeah um, but it's daytime and hypothetically maybe early morning I'm not entirely sure but then when the wedding happens it is nighttime <laughs> <laughs> it is dark outside so I don't know how long those guests were sitting there <laughs> if they were fed are they wearing sunscreen? Who knows? <laughs> that is very, very true. We we should be really concerned about their their heads and their shoulders. <laughs> Maybe they have their hats. knees and their toes. <laughs> oh my god, you're so cute. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright. Uh segments? Let's do it. So Hallmark Hallmarks. Yeah. So the oh, there's an opening voiceover um and she says oh. like Phoenix population 1.5 million. Make it 1.5 and 1. I just feel like I hear that a lot at the and one. <laughs> uh I I just need to say I hate that voiceover so much. It's <laughs> it makes me it's so cringy. Um it never comes back. It's, I hate when that happens. Ugh, it's just awful and and unnecessary and shouldn't have been there. They have a friend is overly invested in uh, the main relationship. True. Um, I have red dress for a big moment. It wasn't the usual big moment, but Chloe is wearing a red dress when she thinks Eric is going to propose after their six-month hiatus. Yeah. Um. Even though they've been together for 10 years, there's still no cohabitation. So that's not happening. So weird. Um, we have empty coffee cups. Mm-hmm. Um, there's holding on to the wrong guy for way too long. Like, waiting waiting those 10 years is ridiculous. Like, if, if marriage is what you're looking for, you don't generally wait 10 years unless you meet at, like, 15. <laughs> <laughs> That is true, unless you're actually <laughs> genuinely happy not being married. Like, right. there are but those like, people. Yes, but like, but then, then that's marriage is not what you're looking for. By then, I would have think different... you know I would have thought that she would have proposed. I would have thought that she would have proposed to him. <laughs> she would have had a leap day. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I proposed to Billy, but he had apparently already gotten the ring by then, but didn't want to tell me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it, woman. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, we have a fake boyfriend cover. Yes. Um, shortly after a breakup, the ex gets engaged to somebody else yes. when they wouldn't marry you. <laughs> um, competition between the ex and the new boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, we have deception. We do. I also put down, how does time work? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's... Trying to sabotage the new relationship by the the main, like our main protagonist, uh, 
even though the new relationship is actually way better than the old one. (laughs) That is so true. And, like, for some reason, the new relationship is always asking the old relationship for advice. Yeah. A la Cameron Diaz in My Best Friend's Wedding. Yes. Um, Though they weren't together. So that seems more fair. That is true, I guess. But she also said, you know, he holds you on a pedestal and I'm in his arms. Yeah. Why do I remember that? Um, Another Hallmark Hallmark is uh, I was engaged once. Um, (laughs) Hunter was engaged at some point. Because if if you have been engaged, then you understand people who wish they had been engaged once. Um, I have, uh, we know that she is like, she's, she's shown to us as a, she's real. She's a real human, uh, because she's a klutz. Ah, that's so true. Um, and karaoke. (laughs) Karaoke is my last one. All right. I have, uh, two very quick ones. Uh, there's some, uh, unwarranted antagonism between Chloe and Hunter, mostly on Chloe's side. And, um, secretly, uh, be putting on the event in this case a wedding um once it's been called off because right. you're trying to make a secretly putting that back together yeah yeah good good job yeah so um pretty parade yeah uh i have a couple okay really just one all the women primarily wear dresses in this and i really just liked all those dresses um they were all pretty much the same style like Closed in at the waist, about like just above the knee, maybe some yeah. tightness. It was they were really pretty, but Chloe had this really cute one on her first day as a medical assistant that was just like this white V and then a navy V and then it was the rest of it was black and I just liked mm-hmm. it. It was really cute. And yeah. Alyssa has a beautiful teal dress that I, I loved. I liked Alyssa's teal dress. Yeah. Um, I also said that um, Chloe's like we meet Eric red dress which is like a halter kind of thing yeah um was pretty especially with the whole like look outfit that she's got because she's got her hair like she's got dark hair and it's like stick straight and like shiny and pretty and she's wearing this really bright red lips that almost match the dress and it just like it was really flattering for her I just liked it um my other uh pretty parade uh is of course just a flat up Thomas Bedouin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I do have a couple antis. Oh, okay. As well. sure. So my first one is the resort. And I realize it's a real resort, but it looks so industrial to me. It's just like not pretty. I, just I mean, was like, it's Ugh. old. And every yeah. and the uh, the standard architecture color in the Southwest is brown. It's not even like even like they they would like go and see like the outdoor space that was gonna have the wedding and I was like even that just looks like a lawn, like there's nothing special about it. Yeah, and there was a lot of that where I was like I don't I don't there's I don't know. Um, and my other one is that when they're uh getting Alyssa and Eric to agree to get married again, um Eric's mom is wearing this eyeshadow <laughs> that. It's so 80s. It's so bright. It's so blue. And, uh, and this woman is in her 60s. And I was just like, honey, 
Whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> I love Eric's mom. We're going to talk about that later though. I'm going to talk about her. She's just she's just so nutsy, cuckoo. It's she, amazing. Yes. Yeah. I you know what it just occurred to me? I wonder if she like was like the backup in case Ellen Green said no to Bonnie. Ah <laughs> That would have been a much different movie because Ellen Green is sexier than she should be at that age. Whatever age Agreed. that is. But can't you see them being like, We promised you would be in this movie. But Ellen Green shockingly said yes, so we'll just make you another part. <laughs> I see that. I totally see that. Very interesting. Um, across the universe. Um, I have a couple. Okay. Um, the person who wrote the Last Resort theme song for this movie, because obviously it's not a real um, <laughs> sitcom, <laughs> Alan Thicke was too busy being on Growing Pains, um, and it just doesn't exist. Uh, so the person who wrote the theme song also wrote the music to past pod su- podcast subject, Cinderella Christmas. <laughs> so all the Christmas songs you hear were written by the same person. And also, this movie was written by two people, and one of them people also brought us Cup of Love. Why am I sort of not surprised? <laughs> um, and this is a reach for Across the Universe, but I just wanted to point out that Chloe and Eric's relationship is essentially the same relationship as Ann Perkins and Andy Dwyer. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you're right. I just totally didn't even realize that Ann was a nurse. Until just like now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like one is ambitious and in the medical profession, and the other just like sits around and like makes a little bit of music and is an idiot. (laughs) Oh my God. You're absolutely right. That is genius. Hannah is always the across the universe wins, and I'm very, very jealous. I disagree with that statement, but I'm I'm happy when I can get them. Um, I didn't have any new and noteworthy, did you? Um, no, none, none for new and noteworthy. So let's do supporting shout out. Okay, I have two. I also have two, but I, based on our conversation so far, I'm thinking one of them is the same. So why don't you do <laughs> your first one? <laughs> okay. So my first supporting shout out is Alyssa. Um, ah. I think she is, as far as like the ex character goes or like the new woman, I mean, I'm sorry, the new woman who is usually is painted as someone who is like bitchy or this and that. And I know we talked about her dietary issues being something that maybe might lead you to that conclusion. She's actually really fun and kooky and weird. And I, and like, I thought the scene with her wearing the wedding dress and eating donuts was just so <laughs> funny and endearing. And yeah, she has this line where she first meets Chloe where um, um, after she saves her life. And she's like, I like that this is how we met, you know, whatever, with you stabbing me in the thigh. I bet that felt good. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved that. I thought it was cute. Yeah. Um. So my first is Dr. James, and he's the head uh, of the medical clinic for most of the movie until he retires right at the end. Oh, right. Um, yeah, he's and a he, he is, he is 
just a nutso character. Like, she shows up and he's like, oh, good. I'm just going to, like, it, she shows up in the morning and he's excited about it so that he can go have his bowl of lobster. Um, <laughs> which, what? Um, and uh, he, like sees Ellen Green and is like, uh, yes, I want it. Um, and he just, the way he talks and like the cadence of his voice, I was like, oh, this is what John Mulaney will be when he is an old man. Oh my God. (laughs) Please let's make that. Why don't we open a resort? And apparently we know that seafood is a thing at a resort because people eat bowls of lobster and have whole crabs at breakfast and we'll have John Mulaney be the doctor. Also, can I just say, this is a landlocked resort. It is. I'm a little bit concerned about their seafood. (laughs) I mean, people fly stuff in all the time. Red lobster is a thing all over the great state of Arizona. (laughs) I used to go and get the Admiral's Feast with my mom quite often. Why was I a chubby kid? (laughs) <laughs> um, my other uh, supporting shout out is Eric's mom. Mine too. Yay, good. Eric's mom is uh, so funny. She is so funny. She has these funny little throwaway lines that I just thought was they were like ridiculous. Now, when I say she's funny, I don't mean she's Carol Burnett, but I mean no. she's there. She's kooky and fun, and and just when she first meets. Um, she first meets up with Erica and uh, Erica. Okay. She Whoa. first meets up with Eric and Alyssa right when they get to the right when they get to the um the resort and she's got her selfie stick and she's like almost whacking people with it. But then she like gives it them a group hug and Alyssa's wearing this blue dress and she's like, "Hi guys, love the cobalt." <laughs> and it was such a throwaway line that I was like, "What? That's amazing." <laughs> I love the cobalt. <laughs> I think my favorite Eric mom moment is, so she, she uh, is videoing like everything with her selfie stick. And she's not in half the videos. She doesn't need it to be a selfie stick, but she's using it anyway. Um, and <laughs> she films Eric essentially fall off the rock climbing wall um, when he fails to beat Hunter. Yeah at their penis measuring contest. Um, And she seems to be one of those people who, like, just uploads everything to the internet and it's all public all the time. Like, there's no privacy settings on anything. And so somebody, I guess, it becomes a meme, his, like, fall off this. Because, of course it does. Like, that that makes a lot of sense, right? Um, And she's so excited. And she doesn't really realize... Or understand why Eric is, like, upset that this has happened. (laughs) And then she decides she wants to make a meme. And so she starts filming herself doing the same action over and over again, as opposed to looping the video itself. She's like, I'm making a GIF. (laughs) Help me make a GIF. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, I thought she was pretty funny. So I'm glad we're the same, I thought. Yeah, she's real fun. Kiss meter. Kiss meter. Um, so there are two kisses in this movie. Um, and by, I guess, two main sections of kisses. Yes. Both of them are like a lot of little kisses. Two so. kissing moments. 
two kissing moments. Um, so for the first one, um, which is right after that dinner where they have the little, little makeout session, I gave it a seven because I thought it started kind of awkward. Like it just sort of happened. I didn't quite get why, mm. um, and, and why the motivation, but I thought like once, like, you know, they have their little kiss and like, why did you do that? And kind of moment. And then they're like, all right, we're going for it. And then I thought it got pretty good after that. Yeah, I agree. It was so, which is why I gave it a nine because I the it, the beginning didn't bother me, I guess, as much. So the thing about Thomas Bedouin's character is you kind of have to pay attention to how he is and not what he says because his dialogue is just like all over the fucking place and he says a lot of really conflicting things. So even yes. though like, the moment didn't really call for it based on dialogue, his body was in it. <laughs> <laughs> and his face was in it and you could tell he really wanted to kiss her and so that's okay. why I sort of bought it because it seemed really lovely sure. and natural and yeah the, I think the rest I might have been uh, based on this time when I was I was taking my notes I was watching it on my phone because I was watching it at work Shh, don't tell <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, maybe I was doing more listening and that's oh. why I had more problems you know, that happens sometimes. Like yeah. me and Finding Santa. <laughs> yes. Kiss meter number two for their final kiss. Um, it, because this is our podcast and I can do whatever I want. I called it a 7.2. <laughs> um, because it's still a lot of little kisses, but I thought that it had a little bit more of a deserved feel to it. Yeah, I didn't think so uh, no it's not that they, they, de- <laughs> they definitely deserved it but um i gave it a six because it the i don't know if they just used a take that didn't have the passion but it just seemed like it mm. was like and now we kiss now let's kiss yeah. and put our faces together we are living happily ever <laughs> after now moi um it was really empty fair. so i don't know six it is for that's me that's fair that's fair so katie would you watch this movie well, uh, I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but would you recommend other people watch it or will you watch it again? You know, <laughs> I would say even though it is like truly bonkers bananas and it is not great quality of a movie um, at all, I think it is worth watching once or twice if you are watching it for a podcast. Um, I, I'll say that it, like it, it's truly fun. It's it's one of those movies that is, I think it knows that it's being goofball. I think it means to be goofball. I think it. it I it's, will. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bonkers bananas for all the reasons that are like we were trying to make a coherent plot and it ended up being bonkers bananas. I think it knows what it is. I would agree with you in that it knows that it's not quality entertainment. Yeah. It's just sort of like we're we're. We're filling a niche and we know it. Um, I will say it's not my favorite version of that, but I don't hate it. Yeah. I wouldn't say don't watch it, but I also am not in the, like, you should watch it. I'm sort of in that, like, I'm quite neutral Yeah, in what other people should do with it. I mean, if you're, if you're somebody who watches these movies, because I know we have listeners who just like to listen to us tear these apart a little bit (laughs) um 
you know, if, if you actually do enjoy watching them, I think it's the kind of one that like is fun enough. If, if you're not going to enjoy this kind of movie, you're not going to enjoy it. Right. Like, I guess I would say like, if you can do like a, you know, socially distanced watch with like booze and friends that would be fun i think this would really lend itself well to some sort of drinking game creation and that would yeah. be really fun yeah 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 that's that like do it as a drinking game that would be entertaining um i i miss I, I i think i should have said this as a new and noteworthy but i didn't i think part of the reason i do like this so much is that it takes place in phoenix um, and, and though, and though like a lot of things are filmed in Arizona, um, they don't necessarily take place in Arizona. And as a little girl yeah. growing up wanting to be in the film industry, it was kind of nice to see that it's kind of nice to see my hometown, even though I don't yeah. identify yeah. as sure. being Phoenician, it was kind of nice to have it take place there. And I think that's kind of why I like it. Is that what you call Phoenix people as Phoenicians? Sure Phoenicians. Whoa! I didn't know that. I like it. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Yes, you do. Um, so thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us on um, yeah. this l- last resort of a movie. <laughs> I hope this podcast is not your last resort with no, us. No, obviously. Um, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at One Kiss Means Forever where the one and the four are numerals. And um, as we've hit August, Saturday nights, we're live tweeting the new movies that are on Hallmark. So you can follow us. We think we're funny. (laughs) (laughs) And others do too, apparently. (laughs) Hallmark Channel likes us. Bubbly Sasha likes us. It's it's quite fun. And obviously Hallmarkies Pod likes us. So hey, like, I, I guess we're okay. Validate us, please, is really what we're talking about. <laughs> we need to get love from outside sources. Please, please. <laughs> and this is a new thing, but welcome to Therapy Corner with One Kiss Means Forever. <laughs> um, but you can also write in with your own therapeutic uh, uh, things, as well as get in touch with us at um, One Kiss Means Forever at gmail.com, where it's all spelled out like it is on your podcast logo. And uh, as always, thank you to Flint Pastures for our intro-outro music. And you can find his stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud. Yay! Um, yeah. Don't forget to uh, check out the Hallmarkies Pod uh, YouTube and stuff. And follow them. Follow us, like we just said. And thank you! Yeah, and rate and review us, as always, because, you know, that helps us. See you guys next time. Happy summer. We'll be back. Bye-bye! Bye-bye.